Hungry Trilobite podcast would like to start by acknowledging these fine conventions. SoonerCon is Central Oklahoma's longest-running pop culture convention. The next event is scheduled for June 24th through 26, 2002 in Norman, Oklahoma. However, they need your help to put on the next event. Please visit SoonerCon.com to find out how you can help make SoonerCon 30 a reality. The Hellmouth Convention The Hellmouth Convention is a celebration of all pop culture, but specifically things like Buffy, Angel, Firefly, and Dr. Horrible. It is held in Los Angeles, California, and the next event is scheduled for June 3rd through 5th, 2022. Proceeds benefit the Los Angeles LGBT Center as well as the Ron Glass Memorial Scholarship Fund. For more information, go to thehellmouth.org. Welcome to today's episode of the Hungry Trilobite Podcast. My name is Aaron Bossig, and I'm going to be your host. I'm really excited about today's episode for two reasons. One, I'm talking with Sam Delarosa, a legendary comic artist. And two, this is the first time in quite some time I've been able to record an episode with somebody face-to-face. We did this at Dallas Fan Expo in September of 2021, and it was a fantastic time. I did have some concerns about the audio quality of this episode, but for the most part, it wasn't that big of a deal. I was able to do a lot of sound processing on it. But please bear in mind, this is going to be at a live event with lots of background noise, and we're both speaking through COVID-19 masks. So with that in mind, let's get started. We are live at Dallas Fan Expo with Sam Delarosa. How are you doing today, good sir? I am doing great. Glad to be here. Great show. I happen to love your stuff. I have been a fan for a good long time, and you've been in the industry so long that I, you must have a perspective on these shows that most people don't have. You know, um, I've uh, been a guest at shows since 1982. That's the first year I started working at Marvel in D.C., and uh, I've seen shows really grow, um, you know, with the uh, movies, both from Marvel and D.C., more and more ordinary folks are coming around (laughs) yeah and ordinary folks being people who don't buy comics all the time but do like these characters yes yeah they're 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 very appealing characters so a lot of people find them very very enjoyable but many don't know that they're comic book characters first yeah they they see it on tv or in a movie and they think that that's where everything started and then the comic book fans come in and say this goes way way back yes yeah so it's fun it's fun now to have been a comic book fan you know before the movies came out and comic books are are they're now becoming the the dominant stories in our culture whereas you know disney used to do uh fairy tales now they're doing comic book movies yes you know they they are the source material for all these movies so creators that work on comic books they're they're important they they supply the movie and tv industry with uh material and you've got some amazing prints here you've got some great comics signed but i'm sure that part of you is here just because you truly love it because you're you have a great time you've got a great following you know i don't want to burst your bubble but my main reason for being here is it's my job sure this is uh the way i earn a living but it is a uh, enjoyable way to earn a living, and I appreciate you know the fan interest and uh, 
just the fact that people want to get something from you. And I'm okay with that. I truly am. I mean, everybody's got to make a living, and if you have the making people happy, that's a win for everybody. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad I can still do this. Yeah. So, I mean, if you've been doing this since '82, I was born in '81, so you've been doing this my entire life. And I'm looking up here. I'm seeing stuff from my childhood and beyond. Yeah, you know, I, I run into people all the time that said that they liked my stuff when they were little kids, and you know, they are grown adults with uh, professions and uh, in different uh, areas of uh, you know business. And um, I, I'm just uh, I'm just happy that you know I've been able to work on stuff that a lot of people enjoy. Awesome. When you look at this, I'm, I'm looking at how the art style has evolved and changed. How does it change it from your perspective? I, I see a, a lot more variety, okay. uh, from cartoony to realistic to abstract and anything in between. So we have a lot more variety. There's not a company style anymore. And creators are working for you know various companies, not just one company. And people have the, the option to go to a company that may be more inclined to work with their sensibilities, work with their style? You know, yeah, you know, most of the uh, creators are freelancers. Okay. So, you know, they uh, have opportunities and uh, there's also companies that uh, they can take their own creations to and still own their creations instead of working on company creations. So when you look back at everything you've done, what what makes you feel most proud? Not necessarily the a certain work, but a project that you got to be a part of. Um, growing up uh, in the 60s, um, I was a fan and still am of Spider-Man. So that's all I wanted to do is work in the industry as an artist and uh, be able to work on Spider-Man comics and projects. And uh, I got to do a lot of that. Yeah. Awesome. So you get to move into that. It's something that you want to do all your life. Suddenly, it's it is your job. It is your world. And that's I've, I've spoken to a lot of comic creators, and that's very rewarding. Yeah, you know, um, since second grade, uh, when I came across Spider-Man comics, my first one that I bought was number eight. I believe that was in 1963, 64, maybe 63. So. Uh, the characters always captured my imagination. I enjoyed the stories, enjoyed the artwork. The co-creators of Spider-Man are Stan Lee and Steve Ditko. And uh, I, I got to sort of work on a project with Stan Lee called Spider-Man New Agenda. And I worked on uh, artwork with Steve Ditko for another company called Red Circle Archie Comics on a character called, it's a golden age character called The Hangman. So I got to work with both those people in a, in a way, so I'm happy. So when Marvel Comics is in the 60s and there's a lot of social issues going on and they're writing that in, how does that change when you get into the industry 20 years later, 30 years later? Do you still see that? Is it still a part of it? Absolutely. You know, uh, a lot of writers and creators who uh, got those books and were exposed to those themes early on, uh, they're, they're carrying on. You know, with new themes and current current themes that uh, you know we're we're dealing with now. 
Well, Sam, thank you so much. I'm going to make sure you have links to all this stuff on my website, AaronBossig.com. Nice. Um, do you have social media links you'd like to yeah, drop? Yeah, I have two whole sites. Okay. I'm not on Instagram, but you can hashtag me, Sam De La Rosa, and, you know, share stuff, and other people do that. I am on Facebook. It is Artist Sam De La Rosa. Don't skip a space and all that long word. You'll find me. And I have a website, SamDelaRosa.com, or you can just Google my name and you'll come up to those two sites. So It has been an honor meeting you. Thank you so much for doing this. I, I appreciate, appreciate it. your interest. Thank you so much. You Thank know, I'm glad to do it. Have a good weekend. I would like to thank Sam for being my guest today, and I would like to thank you for listening. Let's talk about today's episode. Yes, it was a lot shorter than most of my episodes. Normally, I like to have a long, free-flowing conversation with the person so we can really talk about what motivates them, how they think, what really matters to them about what they're doing and why. But when I have a guest at a convention, I have to be respectful of their time knowing that they have a lot more to do, and I don't want to get in the way of that. I am extremely grateful to Sam for lending his time to be on Hungry Trilobite, and I really enjoyed the chat we did have. So I don't want to be ungrateful in asking for an hour or an hour and a half of his time when really, I don't know if he has it to spare. With that said, even though I love doing the long chats, I do think that doing convention podcasts is part of the design of the show, and as COVID-19 very slowly goes into history, and we start to get past this, hopefully, 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 I want to do more of these. And I would like input as to how you best think the balance should be struck. Do you think that the really short episodes are worthwhile? And do you think that I should just get whatever I can get? Or should I limit myself to the long-form conversations, the half-hour, the 60-minute, the 90-minute episodes? I realize I'm begging the question, and I've already said I lean toward having the conversations wherever I can, and I've had short episodes before, but I haven't had an in-person episode for almost 100 episodes. Back when I did the episode in the Toy Museum, that was the last time I sat down face-to-face with somebody, and it meant a lot to do that with Sam, and I want to take the chance to do that anytime I can. So if I'm coming to your convention or you would like to have me, please reach out to me at bossigpodcast at yahoo.com or follow me at Twitter at Aaron Bossig. Let me know about your convention. Pitch me your idea. Let's get together and work on something because I'm hoping more face-to-face conversations become possible. Don't forget, you can subscribe to this show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube. And we are syndicated on Realm of the Mist, a fantastic podcast network. Thanks so much, and we'll see you next time.